No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Welcome in to the Thursday edition of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you. Special Thursday edition. Listen, it's big game week, okay? So the schedule gets rearranged a little bit. We're all a little busy right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. So here we are, a little bit just a day late, but you're getting a podcast here for the big game on Sunday. And, and Sean, I keep calling it that because you know this. I know this. We've worked in radio a long time. When you're doing a lot of promotional-related stuff, and I've been doing that this week with with another job I know you have as well, you have to say the big game. So it's now game. just in my brain where I just say big game mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, lots of stuff to get into here on the program today. But first of all, Sean, how are you doing? You look very nice today. Did you have, a, did you have like a thank business you. meeting or something? I, did I'm, you close some deals or something? As a matter of fact, I did. Yes, thank you. Did I you had, a, okay. had, a, had a meeting at uh, before the radio show. I had to go to a business meeting for the other job, then go do the radio show this afternoon. Uh, wow. And now I'm here doing the podcast with you. So yeah, a little, little button up, and I, I unbuttoned. Nice. I unbuttoned, you know. And whoa, got a little, whoa, you did you did you unbutton for the meeting? Uh, no, of course or were not. You, you were buttoned for the whole meeting. Okay. up for the meeting. Okay. But you know, now we're home. We're doing the podcast. I unbutton. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go ahead and get another button down. There we go. Get there a little get, okay. get more loose here on the on the podcast. But okay. no, feeling right. good. It's been a good day. That's good. Uh, we're getting closer to the, to, uh, the big game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, a, lot, a lot more topics coming up, and uh, quarterback carousel still turning. Some baseball gracious, news man. that I may have to give you more than sixty seconds for. So, a lot to get into. Let's just let's just get into it. There you go. This is the one they're talking about. Now, Sean, you mentioned the quarterback carousels going round and round, turning, and it is. There's a lot of NFL-related stories to discuss, but Sean, I'm going to start with two NBA-related stories with you, if you don't mind. If that's if that's okay with you, if you will allow that. Hey, you know I love some hoops. Let's go. The Suns they fall to the Pelicans last night. They now get to return home to start a seven-game homestand starting tomorrow against the Detroit Pistons. It's a it's a homestand that we've talked about here on this show over the last couple of shows here as we looked at this this stretch here. You're home. You don't have to travel. Could be an opportunity to get some wins, even though the schedule is a little tough. They close out that homestand, Sean. Disappointing loss against the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they they, they do. Uh, and and you listen, this is. I don't know what to make of this basketball team because they'll go on the road and beat Dallas in back-to-back nights, and then they'll lose to the Pelicans, and they've already lost to the Detroit Pistons, and they've already lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and these teams that you feel like this team should be able to beat. That when they go into it, you say that's a team, the Phoenix Suns, should get a win against, but they don't seem to do so. And I'll tell you this, the seven-game homestand you just talked about that's coming up for the Suns team, you better take care of the teams that you're expected to beat because mixed in with the Pistons and the Cavs of the world are the, are the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Nets over the course of the next seven games. So you better take care of the teams that you should beat in the Pistons and the Cavs and the Magic. Because you 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 you've got the who's who of the Eastern Conference coming through as well, so this is kind of a I think it's somewhat of a pivotal stretch for the Suns here, even though we're early in the season, just 20 games in. It's a pivotal stretch for the Suns here because this homestand can go one of two ways. You can set yourself up pretty nice, or if you lose to the Pistons again, and you drop one that you shouldn't, maybe against the Cavs, and you lose a couple to the teams that are more than likely going to come in and play you play you strong in the Celtics, the Bucks, 76ers, and Nets. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a, a stretch of games that's putting you behind the eight ball. So important stretch of games here. But last night, man, this team just falls in love with the outside jump shots, and it drives me insane. 
35. Maybe I'm old school, Schubert. I don't know. I don't mind the three-pointers and the I mean, way the NBA's played. You're getting close to like 40 or 50 it. years old, so this is kind of the time well, when you the start yelling about the close, games. Well, the Suns are getting to about that number in terms of three-point you know, <laughs> attempts per game, too, which is the problem. When you're not hitting from outside the arc, Schubert, 8 of 35. When you're right, not maybe, hitting from on. behind the arc, find a way to get to the hoop, get to the free throw line, get to the rack, take it strong. Do something else but settle for three-point jumpers when you're eight for 35. Maybe we've come up with something here. You should only shoot the number of threes equal to the average age of, a, of the members of your roster. Hmm? <laughs> hmm? No, I can't do that. Hmm? But no. Listen, I don't mind you getting towards the 25-30 mark. It's today's NBA, right? But if you're not hitting at all, you know what I mean? If you're just flat out not able to hit from behind the arc, Bridges, 0 for 7. Booker, 0 for 4 from behind the arc. 2 for 7 for Cam Johnson. Like, dude, if you're just not hitting the way the Suns weren't hitting last night, you got to have somewhere you can go offensively outside of still settling for those outside jump shots and those threes. And I know when you start to fall behind by a big number, you start to feel like you have to make it up as soon as possible. Yeah. But, dude, you can't. I mean, you got to find somewhere else to go offensively. And if you can't, you're going to lose games like this when you like that you shouldn't lose just because you're having an off-shooting night because you have nowhere else to go with the basketball. Just just tremendously frustrating, you know. You could have you could have swept the road trip two in Dallas, one in New, in New Orleans. You, you come out and just lay an egg like that. It's just frustrating. I have to ask you, and I'm transitioning into the next story because it's just a, it's a, it's a question that I'm going to ask you, and I, I want your honest opinion on it, Sean, because the NBA appears to be very close to be finalizing an agreement to have an actual all-star game in Atlanta. I'll ask it to you just point blank. Is this a good idea? Depends what their details are. I, listen, you got, I think you have to give the NBA the benefit of the doubt with the way they pulled off the bubble, right? I think you, I think you have to give I me mean, not a single positive case there. Um, if they do something, you know, I got to see the details. I want to see the, I want to see how they're planning on doing this. I don't think Adam Silver would even have this as a discussion if it wasn't for, you know, the, the fact that they probably have a solid idea of how they can pull it off and do so safely. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't dislike it. I wish I could still be there. You know, I work most of the all-star games and the final fours when it's, when it's in the regular normal times, I'm usually working those events. Um, obviously, well, I, you know, won't need guys like me. So, but they, 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 uh, it seems like a, it seems, it, it might seem a little tone deaf, but I think there's ways to pull it off safely. And with the way they were able to pull off the bubble, I think you give them the benefit of the doubt. So I, I, I like what you said there, right? I, I do think Adam Silver and the NBA deserve the benefit of the doubt for how they operated the bubble, but I think it's very hard to create a bubble like environment. That's it, they had. They had a lot of luxuries in Florida at, at the Disney Wild World of Sports Complex that allowed them to pull it off. Do they have those same luxuries in Atlanta? Can they shut down multiple hotels to just have NBA personnel on there? You know, this isn't for an extended period of time, right? It's a short amount of time that you're going to be doing this. And it's a week. And who's to say? And who's to say that these players, some players, aren't going to try to experience Atlanta the nightlife because they're going to be right there. They're going to hear it. Atlanta's kind of open. You can kind of do whatever you want. Unlike we're in Disney and the Wild World of Sports Complex, there wasn't a lot of that noise around you. There wasn't those surroundings that you could escape to. So we'll see. I agree with you that I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt. I just think there are more pitfalls that they can fall into this time rather than when they were in the bubble. And if this causes problems for the second half of the season, we're all going to look back at this and be like, that wasn't a good idea. We should have. We all should have seen that, that this was a bad idea. Right. And think about who's there, right? Let's say 
let's say somehow there's a contact tracing is issue with through the locker room of an all-star team. <laughs> think about what has to happen. Yeah, on think the about the talent that is now right. Yeah. Like, I mean, so but, it, again, there's the, there are repercussions after that you know week in Atlanta that could potentially uh, maybe you make uh, it a two week deal, you know, and you have a week on the backside of it just in case, and then you're good. Maybe, maybe we'll see as more details come out. I just yeah. know my immediate reaction was, well, they could pull it off. They they were good at the bubble, but I, I'm just not sure. Okay, NFL related story here for you, Sean and. Listen, the, the more reporting comes out, the Steve Keim uh, has got to be smiling at, at his computer screen or his TV screen if he's watching the NFL Network because I saw a Tom Pelissario uh, story, Sean, that talked about some of the burning questions around the NFL for 2021, and the salary cap was number one. It was at the top of the list. And in that story, there's a little, bl- a little blurb that most people around the league expect the cap to come in at now near $185 million. This number keeps going up and up and up. It was 175, then it was 176, then it was around 180. Now we've moved up to 185. By the time this is all said and done, Sean, they're just going to keep the cap the same as it was this year. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I doubt that's going to happen. But 185 is what most people have projected. The 175 number it was the salary floor. That was the agreement between the league and the Players Association that they would not go lower than 175. But most people expected it to be in the 180s. It's still a far cry from where teams had been planning to be upwards of the 220s. It was just over 200 last year, and all projections, you know, if you look at past seasons and where the league ends it's about up, 10 to 15 percent. Yeah, that most goes people, up every year. Exactly right. Most people were expecting it's now going it, down. Yes, people were expecting it to be towards the 220 area. It's at even if it's at the 185 area, that's not good. That's not good news. You know, it's better than the, than the absolute floor that they agreed to at 175. But, you know, you know I was listening to a, an interview with Mike Mayock at the, uh, the Senior Bowl, and he was talking about this, that, you know, teams project out and they, they usually anticipate that bump, that increase. So teams have already accounted for money next year that isn't going to be there. And not only is that money that they were hoping to be there not there, now the money they thought they had hard on the books isn't there. So 185 is still not great news. It's not as bad as the 175 that was the agreed-upon floor, but 185 is still not great news for these teams, and you're still going to see a lot of teams scrambling to make some room. Well, and look, this is good for the Cardinals, right? It's better than it being that 175 number, but there's still going to be other moves that need to be made in terms of cutting players, restructuring contracts to get them to a number that's comfortable to allow them to make all of the moves that we think are necessary. I'm sure that they think are necessary in order to increase their chances uh, to, to field a better roster in 2021 than 2020. So you you look at news like this, I look at you know little nuggets of information like this as positive signs, but you're right, it is a far cry from where teams expected the salary cap to be you know, let's say, you know, 18 months ago, right? I, I, they expected it to be in a place that isn't this low, but this is what the GMs get paid a lot of money for, right? They get paid a lot of money to be able to figure problems like this out. The Cardinals are one of those teams. We'll see if they'll be able to do it. All right, Sean, do you want to play this? I, I, this, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is news. Like What's I, that? we talked about this in the pre-show and you said 60 seconds of baseball. I mean, do you want to play the sounder so I can try to explain what's well, going on? It I sounds mean, like you only need 60 seconds now, you know, so. Um, well, yeah, here, you just, know me. I can always stretch out just, to 60 seconds. Go, go ahead and put take, it up. Listen, football season's still not over, so I should keep you hard on a clock here. 60 seconds, but here, here you go. Just go ahead, and, go ahead and take what you need out of the 60. Clock's running. So we, so we learned earlier today, here on Thursday, that... Trevor Bauer, probably the last big name free agent available in free agency, was down to two teams. And we know this because his agent tweeted it out and said down to two. 
And the expectation is that those two teams are the LA Dodgers and the New York Mets. Now, that's not coming from the agent. That's coming from other reporting. There was reporting that came out that said the Mets uh, are, are the favorite. They're in talks with Bauer. This could get done as soon as 24 hours from now. And that we'll know in 24 hours whether it's the, the Mets or this other team, the Dodgers, Angels, who else could it be? Then Bob Nightingale of USA Today comes out and says the Mets and, and Bauer have a deal literally while we're sitting here getting ready for the show. And then like three reporters have come out in like the five minutes after and say Bauer and the Mets do not have a deal. So I think this is going to get done in the next 24 hours. I think by the time we do the Friday edition of this show, we will know where Trevor Bauer has signed. But it was the Mets and then it wasn't the Mets. So now as a Mets fan, I am prepared to watch Trevor Bauer pitch for the Dodgers next year after him being on my team for like three seconds. Nailed it. In our I business, that's called out hitting the topic. post, man. That's well done. I want to wrap up with this. Because you are a very busy guy, right? Mm-hmm. Our friendship is is very much built around your schedule and when you have free time because you do 6,000 <laughs> different things, right? So very if true. you and I are going to play golf or hang out, it's going to be like, hey, Sean, what's your schedule look like? for What the, do you got three running? weeks from now? Yeah. yeah. You, got ASU, you got ASU football and basketball. Mm-hmm. You have the radio show. You have this. You have your other job. There's lots of stuff going on. So now I know what happens. When let's say ASU was on a break because of because of COVID, they're not playing uh, their next two games, and you have a little bit of free time in between projects. I now know what you do because on Monday you did the the episode one review of season two of The Mandalorian. You finished the whole season. It's yeah. Thursday. You have finished the whole second season. So now I know. I have an answer to a question of what you yeah. do when you have this extra free time. It is that. So I watched the first episode Sunday. Yeah, I think Sunday. And I talked yeah, about it on Monday with the show. Night, yeah. And then yesterday while I was having dinner, early dinner, about 530, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll watch episode two on the cell phone here. So I put it on. Next thing you know, I'd watch the next, you know, the last seven episodes. So, um, yeah. So I finished it. Pretty damn solid. Is it spoil- so thumbs up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two thumbs up, actually. The first four oh, episodes I thought were um, a little lackadaisical in the writing. Let's see. I think. Let's see if any of these text messages you sent me yesterday are safe to read on the air. I'll, yeah. I'll read through them. Ahead, I'll read, read them. through mm-hmm. them here. Um, episode two of The Mandalorian is what my nightmares are made of. That's very true. This, this show is written like a video game. Quote, I have a little information for you, but first you have to accomplish this mission for me. Finish mission. Next character. Repeat first line. <laughs> So that was where you were at, like three episodes into the season. You were out. You were done with the season. I wasn't out. I was just—I mean, it was it took five to- episodes before the story was advanced at all, and mm-hmm. then, and then, I think the worst text of them all. I'm on the episode where he finally gets the kid to a Jedi, to which I properly corrected you and said Grogu. His name is Grogu because at that point you knew what his name was. So mm-hmm. I was completely disappointed in that. And then my favorite is these two texts are back to back, and I didn't respond to either of them. Oh, my God, he took off the helmet, followed up by spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this, by the way, followed up with tremendous final three episodes. Yes. The final that is three how, that is how that was a roller coaster for me watching, you know, reacting to well, you texting me about it. It was a roller coaster. The ride. final three episodes are tremendous. But the the first four episodes, you could literally watch the first two minutes and the last two minutes. You don't even need the in-between because the in-between is just a useless mission where he doesn't meet anybody new. doesn't nothing. It really felt like a video game. Like, hey. I've got this information you need, but first I need you to accomplish Poorly this mission for me. Yeah, right. And then you, then Mandalorian co- accomplishes mission, and then maybe he ends up with this really cool spear or something. And then uh, next next episode is, hey, new character. I have this information you need, but I need you to accomplish this mission for me. I mean, it just felt like the first four episodes were useless. Like I was playing some video game or something. And then it gets pretty damn solid. Not gonna lie. Last three then episodes. Last three episodes are good. You you were in at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you have it. There's there's Sean's uh, TV Two series. Two thumbs up. Just fight through the first four episodes. 
I think that's I, I like the first four episodes other than episode two, but that's fine. That it is what it is. All right, it coming up next. Nightmares are oh my god, I don't like spiders. It is what nightmares are made of. Whew. Coming up coming up next on No Bowl with Chris Cressman and Simone. Will Larry Fitzgerald's decision tell us everything we need to know about the Cardinal status for 2021? We'll get into it next here on No Bowl with Chris Cressman and Simone. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Earnhardt Auto Centers and online at Noble.com. 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips at Noble.com. And with Noble Express Option, you hear me talking about it all the time. We're not just blowing smoke. Check this out. If, you do, if you're looking for a new vehicle at Noble.com, you want to test drive something, let them know. Noble.com Express Op, Noble, or Noble Express Option brings a vehicle right to your front door for you to test drive for the day. You can fill out the financial application online. They're going to bring your ride to you when you're when you're all done with the purchase, right to your front door as well. About as easy as it gets, turns the entire buying process into a breeze from the comfort of your own home. And they still got the 19 Arizona locations, the 21 dealerships and 17 brands. North, south, east, or west. If you want to go in person, traditional way, traditional route of purchasing that new vehicle, you can. Earnhardt Auto Centers has you covered with a location near you. Earnhardt, you know it's a name you can trust. It's it's a 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't no bull. Feels like a yearly ritual. We have to discuss whether or not Larry Fitzgerald is going to retire or not and whether or not he's going to come back to football the following season. This time it's the 2021 version of this conversation. And Sean, I found something very interesting. I will ask you it this way. Did you see the quote that Larry Fitzgerald gave in doing an interview to, I think it was Tuesday night on the Fred Couple show on Sirius XM? I did, but read it for everybody who did not. Because I think you and I are going to differ on this because this is normally one of those stories where I think I, I, I have this great take and Sean's like, nah. Disagree completely, and then we have a we have a battle so, so for about ahead. fifteen minutes. So mm-hmm. I will read the quote here, and I'll, I'll read. I'll, I'll try to be fair to Larry and read both uh, both parts of the quote here. Uh, and he was he, he said he could see himself doing TV or owning part of a football team after his playing days are 100%. done. Quote: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've thought about it, but getting into ownership of a football team or even in TV, it takes a real strong commitment. Something I've been looking into over the past few months. If I do indeed decide to hang them up this offseason, I look at every option when they present themselves. I kind of weigh it on the importance and talk it over with my family. And that's kind of how I make decisions moving forward. End quote. Sounds like a typical Larry answer year in and year out when we have this conversation. Right, Sean? Usually, that, that, yeah. that feels like the standard yeah. answer. Usually the truth. Usually he goes off on some vacation somewhere around the world. Mm-hmm. He loves to travel by himself, by the way. Uh, takes these vacations around the world, comes back, and has an idea of where his mind's at. So that sounds not only sounds like a Larry answer, sounds like the truth. That's what, you know, it's what typically he does. Then there's another part of this quote that I think is interesting because he goes on and he talks about how he would continue playing with the team if he thought that they could pursue a championship. Quote, yeah, that that I have a desire to continue playing and chase greatness. The only reason you play is to win, a, to win a championship, and that would be the only reason that I would be participating, end quote. Now, Sean, my immediate reaction when I saw that quote, if, if Larry Fitzgerald decides to retire... Is that his way of saying that he doesn't think this team is, is ready to compete for a championship? Mm, yes and no. Yes and no. It's a factor. But I, listen, anybody who's a realist is going to be right there. with This team isn't ready to compete for a championship. Are you kidding me? You, you put them on the level of the two teams we're going to watch this Sunday. Um, you know, we've spent a couple podcasts talking about how we don't believe they're going to be able to um, bring back most of the talent that they had at the table last year, let alone improve upon it, unless you nail the draft and maybe get lucky with an incredible 
free agent or two on the cheap. You know, and I just don't see that happening. So, I mean, anybody who's a realist is going to tell you they're not in a position to win a title next year. So Larry doesn't have to do that with his actions. I think it'll be a combination of things, man. I think it'll probably have a lot to do with a discussion with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. Like, hey, am I going to be more than just a, a 54 reception, 400 yards, one touchdown kind of, you know, part of this offense? Or... You know, am I going to be at times almost like an afterthought on the field with the progression of the offense? And, you know, he, he's going to have to have that conversation. How does his body feel, too? You know, like he missed some games. I almost wonder when he had the COVID issues and he took, a, and he had what, two weeks? He had yeah, the COVID so. issues. I and two, I believe, yep. he, yeah, I believe he missed a, what, two or three games. Um, yeah, because he, he only played 13 games this year. I'm looking at it right in front of me. So, what, you know, that time away while football was being played did he miss it i think that's going to mm-hmm. play a big factor you know what i mean like because football was still being played sure and he, and he wasn't, wasn't a, not only was he not playing because of covid he was completely removed from the, you, from you, everything you know, you know what i mean so i, I get think, what you're saying i yes. think that probably could have and i don't know i'm not trying to insinuate one way or the other about how he felt about it who knows i don't you know i haven't talked to the man but i think that that stretch there probably is going to play a role in whatever decision he does indeed make. So I think it'll be a, a couple of things. You know, I, I don't know if it's a, I get where you're going. If he doesn't come back, is that, I don't, I don't, I don't think it, I agree with you. There are multiple factors so many that things. go into this, right? Yes. He's what? 36, 37 years old. He's played a very long career. He's one of the greatest receivers to ever play. He's got a whole bunch of records or he's close. He's up there. That's one of the best to ever play that position, right? He'll he's be 38 next year. We can, we can go through the list of all of the reasons why Larry Fitzgerald could decide that it, that it is now time to, to move on. But that quote, the only reason you play is to win a championship, and that would be the only reason that I would be participating. If Larry Fitzgerald pens a letter and has a press conference and retires, Sean, my immediate reaction based off of that quote is one of the one of the factors that led to his decision is he didn't think he could win a championship with this team. Yeah. That's the biggest indictment on the 2021 Cardinals that you could probably get. Uh it's hard for me. Yes, I, I totally understand that's what you're your, saying. That's your franchise icon saying, yeah. I'm going to walk away because I don't think – one of the reasons is because I don't think this team can compete. That's an indictment on the team. Well, he's not saying they can't compete. He's saying they're not in position to win a title. And, again, it's it's hard for me. Again, I understand what you're saying. I get it. Um, but, again, any sane, rational football person is going to tell you the Arizona Cardinals aren't in a position to win a title. I mean, hell, we, on Monday's show – we were talking about an article on ESPN that that had that they asked all of their ESPN football nation writers, you know, basically their beat writers for each team to write up a blurb and give them an idea of how far out they are from winning a Super Bowl. And the Cardinals mm-hmm. were still a year away is the category yeah, they one fell year under. Away category. And we were yeah. like, you're crazy. You know what I mean? So if any sane football person is going to tell you the Cardinals aren't ready to win a title next year, they're just not. So Larry hanging them up. I don't know if it's a complete indictment on where the on where the Cardinals are or what their season's going to be next year. I think it's just being a realist, right? I mean, that's realistically yes, that's not no, where no, they're at. I, but I get what you're saying. I I, I do. It, it's not a great look after that quote, but it's it's uh it's just being a realist as well. And it's and 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 being a realist, I think you take it into account with the other things we talked about and um the decision will be made. I, I, I'm coming at this from a place of I agree. I, I'm being a realist too. We, I think we all agree that this team isn't ready to to win a championship. They're they're we think on this show two years away 
at the minimum. We did yeah. this story on Monday. We think them being in that one-year away category is a complete misguided view of this football team, especially when you compare them with the teams that were in that tier. And highly recommend you go back and listen to the Monday podcast or go read the story because some of the teams that they're listed with just didn't make any sense to us. So I'm not sitting here you know, acting all shocked that Larry Fitzgerald would, would, would be saying by doing this, the Cardinals are at a championship contender in 2021. I get that. But you know what? If Larry thought they could make the postseason and, and and make, you know, listen, you can get hot in the postseason. Teams can do this, right? Tampa got hot. They won three straight road games to get to a Super Bowl. You can do it. it, it it's possible. If he thought that that was a possibility, I think Larry Fitzgerald would be playing for the Cardinals next year. Now, he hasn't made a decision yet. But if he retires, to me, my instant takeaway is, and he's leaning more towards a lot of things have to go their way. A lot of things have to go right for them to even just have that chance. And he's not willing or not, I shouldn't say willing. He doesn't want to to go through that again. He's at a point of, in his career where he feels like I've given this all that I can give. I've had a very happy, uh, sustainable career. I'm one of the best. This is the time for me to walk away because as I get older, my body's starting to break down and I don't want to have that happen to me. That was my immediate takeaway. But I, I understand your position that, listen, being a realist, it's easy to see that this team isn't a, isn't a championship contender in 2021, but that was just my immediate reaction to the quote when I read it because it was just like, whoa, that's different from the Larry that normally talks this time of year. That's a different quote. It is a different quote, um, but you know what else is there for Larry? You know he's in 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 he's in the categories in which he's number two all time. He's not going to catch Jerry. Um, so yeah. what else is there other than chasing a, a a championship? But I'll tell you what else you can take from that is. He he he's not going anywhere else. He's not going to go chase that ring. I was going to ask you that. You know, that, that, does, I didn't get that feeling either. Yeah, right? That, he's going to do it here, it's, which it's, has been the big question. Arizona, the last couple of years. it's Arizona or, or nothing. You know, yeah. He's not going to go chasing that ring, which I don't think you could fault him if he if he did it. If you know, say he did go down that road, I don't know if you could fault him. Like, remember how difficult? Maybe not for you because you know you're not necessarily you're not from here, Schubert, and um, sons weren't your basketball passion forever. But do you remember? What it was like to see Steve Nash in a Lakers uniform? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I that was a big deal when I was because that happened when I was in high school. So I was on back on the East Coast. That was a big deal then. I remember I mean, talking about that. How could he go to the Lakers? Yeah, he's a Suns legend. I will always remember exactly where I was when the news came down. <laughs> so my parents. Well, you know, do you know what I think of? I think of the Sports Illustrated cover. Yeah. Right. I think of the Sports Illustrated cover where he's in the front, and, and right. it was just a very weird thing. But I didn't fall like after I got over the shock and the like. Oh my God, that's gross looking. You know, uh, him in that jersey. You didn't fault him. I mean, he's he's an all-time great and wanted one last shot, and the Phoenix Suns were clearly in no position to give him that opportunity. I think opportunity. it depends on where Larry goes, though. I no, I don't think it does. You know, you Because so? there's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than Steve Nash in a Lakers jersey. There's nothing worse than that. So, I, you know, I don't think it does. If he chose, and I don't believe he's going to, and I think that the tone from that article you just, you just read um, – kind of agrees with this take that I don't think he I don't think he would go anywhere else I think it's Arizona or bust and in, in an age of free agency and an age of no loyalty from the from the, both the team side or the player side in professional sports to have a player of that level the, that level of greatness one team from 2004 to 2020 would be would be something that, that would be another notch in his belt if you if you ask me and, and I'll close here by being fair to Larry. He does go on later in the interview to talk about how that they, the team does have a really solid nucleus, talks about the playmakers on offense, talks about a quarterback. He, he says all of the right things, but a lot of this was normal, Larry, that I anticipate, Larry, every year when we're going through this. And what has it been, the last three or four years we've been doing this with mm -hmm. will Larry retire, won't he? 
that quote st stood out to me, and, and I thought it was maybe worth having the discussion here on the show because my immediate reaction was, man, that's that's a weird thing to say because if he retires, it's basically an admission of where this team is at, and you can't have – at least you don't want your franchise star, the, the, the identifiable guy for the last decade plus – to basically walk away and it'd be like, yeah, I don't think this team can win a championship. That's just not a great look. So, Larry, listen, Larry watches on once again. I, I think he'll take his time with this decision. We know that the Cardinals will allow him the time to, to make this decision. They always do. Uh, that's something that Michael Bidwell has always given him. He can't travel this year, Sean. So I, he's going to have to just be kind of going to kind of have to be sitting here in Arizona making the decision. And there's but one more factor we haven't thrown in there yet in this, in this conversation. Then we'll wrap it up. Um, the financial side of it. Larry usually well, he's going to get eleven million dollars to come. Back. He usually just, has just you can just pencil it in. He has the handshake deal, you know. He like he doesn't have to have an agent. The last couple of contracts, yeah, like, it's the handshake. Like I have a drawer. Deal. I have a drawer here in my desk. The, just the one year eleven and a half million dollar yeah. contract just sits in the but desk of Michael Bill and just pulls it out. That's not on the table this year. So that's are I you, think are, another another factor to this. That can't be on the table this year because that means guaranteed bye bye Patrick, guaranteed bye bye Hassan Reddick. You know what I mean? So. That number can't be on the table this year. So what number Friendly is wager. on the table, no. and what makes and what makes it worth Larry coming back if he if say he goes through the whole thing, talks with the family, body feels right, wants to give it another go. What number is acceptable for him be, to give it another go? Because eleven is not on the table. Friendly wager. This all this bet only only applies if Larry plays for the Cardinals in twenty twenty one. Okay. Over under ten million dollars that he gets under so a double it, digits, double digits or it not has I, to be. I think he gets the same number he has this. No, year, so listen. I mean, okay, well, wager. you're going to have to restructure. Somebody's restructuring. Yes, they are. I I know, but I I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to ask Larry to take a massive pay cut. I just don't think the Cardinals are going to do that. Whether that's the right thing to do, in terms of by right thing, I mean right thing for the football cap uh, mm -hmm. reasoning and logic behind it. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll do the right thing by Larry. He's given uh, all of this time and, and and energy into the Cardinals. They'll just keep the deal the same from as, what's as what it's they should. The but man, then you're almost guaranteeing there goes Patrick, there goes Hassan, one of them for sure. You know, like, you're almost guaranteeing that. Because you can finagle the cap, you can get creative with it, you can restructure some stuff, but you can't restructure it from, you know, five million to forty-five million. Like you just can't do that. So you're not going to be able to keep all those guys. And eleven million con, eleven million dollars. If you just remove the name and the number from the uniform, and you look at the production that is has been made under Cliff Kingsbury and his offense, it doesn't equal eleven million dollars. And those are the Larry decisions. Watt. Those are unfortunately when you have legends like Larry who deserve everything from the franchise these these moments are hard to they're they're hard to deal with hey Larry watch continues to be uh be in full force another year of this we'll, we'll see what happens and then that'll give us a, a I think a brighter picture into what the Cardinals uh will be able to do or not be able to do this offseason coming up next it is a it is a big game themed edition of the line is right. Sean Crespin is going to have to attempt to guess props. He has no no frame of reference for any None. of this. This is going to be a blast. We're going to do it next year on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, gentlemen, Valentine's Day is upon us. Just, what, 10 days away? Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends over at Manscaped, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, they're here to help you, to tell you, 
that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men already trusting Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you are one of them. Why don't you start with the Perfect Package 3.0, led by the revolutionary third-generation Lawnmower 3.0, advanced skin-safe technology, the cutting-edge ceramic blade. We talk about it being waterproof, present, pre prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink. And let's be real. We, we, we know we've smelled the worst down there. You got the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver as well. And speaking of smells, you got the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. The same signature scent that is in all of Manscaped's formulas. This cologne, the perfect complement to the collection. Head over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code NOBULL. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's promo code NOBULL. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. All right, listen. We have a lot of theme music for this show that is kind of morphed into a life of its own. This is easily the best, oh, best song we've had. I think we've discussed this on this show plenty of times. Mm -hmm. This is easily the best uh, song that we use. Okay, right, Sean, are you ready? An idea. You're what, on a run right now. What are we doing here? No, I'm not giving you an idea. You're just going to have to just fly by the seat of your pants. All right. right. Okay? I'm good at that. So you're on a streak right now that is unprecedented in the line is right. You're... you're, you're you went three and zero in NBA a couple weeks ago. You're just you finished the NFL season strong. You you're doing just Peter. amazing work right now. Yeah, you're you're doing amazing work right now. So, I figured a, a great place to start, and, and as you can tell, I'm filibustering because I didn't have the soundboard ready. Once no, again, I saw so that three weeks mm -hmm. in a row. I haven't, I haven't had the, the soundboard ready. I think we start with our normal, Sean. I think we start with the, the spread and the total for the game. Now you might you might know it because you've been doing a lot of stuff for the big game. Well, you know what? We'll test you anyway. Maybe we'll give you two freebies right out of the gate. Make make you feel good. All right. So, Chiefs at the Bucks for the Super Bowl. Literally, Chiefs at the Bucks, which is just crazy. Uh, let's go. I know, I know what I said. It depends. Let's go. Chiefs minus three and a half. Chiefs minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. Listen, I don't really think you deserve the standard point either way, but all right. I'll give it to you. No, I don't have the soundboard actually plugged in properly. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, you you go. don't. That's okay. Oh, hey, oh, jeez. There you go. I got it. Bring it down a little bit. Back it up a little bit. Uh, uh, what do you mean I don't do it? What, what, what is it? Three? Is it three? It's three. But it's, it's three. But, it depends. I, but I think you've heard the number all week. Because this is the one week oh, I when we talk about gambling I've, a lot. Yeah, so yeah. This, you cheated. That's I've heard the number all the last two weeks. As a matter of fact. Do you know the total? Do you know the total? 56. See, why do we even do this? You see, now you're making me look bad. All right, you know what, Sean? There you go. For the total, there you go. All right, those are the two freebies. Here we go. So I have this, and credit to, to ESPN for this. They, they came up with a uh, printable big game prop list. And right. I'm going to ask you the props that I think are worthy of guessing. And I'll, I'll tell you what the, the margin of error is on either side, okay? All right. So we'll start here. Total passing yards by Patrick Mahomes. You have to be within 30 yards. Let's go. Now, that's going to make me do math. Let's go. And, and, and I know you're going to ask numbers. a stupid question. There are hooks in this oh, stuff. Oh, that's as stupid. Well. Let's go 300 yards. Oh, let's go two. I got to be within 30. Let's go. to be within 30. 275. 275. Oh, come Should have gone with that 300 number that you had, Sean. Oh. 331 and a half. On Patrick Mahomes' passing yards in wow. the Super Bowl. Three All right. 31. See where they think this um, is going. Tom Brady then passing yards. We'll, we'll, we'll ping pong. We'll go back and forth here. This is just fun way to close. 260. 260. Sean? Not within the 30-yard magical number. 306 and a half Shut passing up. yards. There is not going to be 600 passing yards in the Super Bowl. There won't be. 
I'll take the under. Stupid. Okay. Number. All right, here we go. You can pick. Goodness gracious. All right. I don't know why you're yelling at me. I didn't make the number. <laughs> here we go. Next um, all right, here we go. Longest reception by Tyreek Hill. You have to be within five yards. I'd be within five yards? I'd be within five yards. The longest reception by Tyreek Hill. Over under what number? 30 yards. 30. 30 yards. Sean? 27 and a half. Ooh, 27 nailed it. 27 and a half. The wow, longest I thought reception. I, was, I thought I was erring on the low side. Okay. All right. For, for Tyreek Hill. Okay. Um, let's go here. Receptions by Travis Kelsey. You have to be within one reception. Within one? They, within um, one. Five. Oh, what if I give you five receptions five for, receptions Travis, for yeah. Travis Kelsey? All right. Yeah, well. <laughs> Seven yeah, and well. a half is Seven the number. And a half. Seven and a half is the number. All right. I'll ask you this one. You have to be within you have to be within a half here. Total sacks in the game. And then we'll I'll read the rest of them. Both you, teams. You know, no, I'm Both fun. teams combined. Total right. sacks. Over under. You have to be within a half a sack. Four and a half. Uses uses every bit of the half that he gets. Uses Boom, baby. every bit of it. Four is the number. Four Nailed sacks it. in the football game. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll read you some of these other ones. Um, this this li- this list has: Will the game be tied after zero zero? Yes, no. Some of some of the more obvious ones, right? Will either team score three straight times? Um, total completions by Tom Brady is twenty five and a half over under. That's bad. That's not, not bad. That's not bad. Total completions. Yeah. Receptions by Mike Evans four and a half. Receptions by Chris Godwin, five and a half. And then total rushing yards by Leonard Fournette, 48 and a half. And I really enjoy that ESPN put this together. They have who will have more Miami Heat points or Tyreek Hill receiving yards. And they have plus or minus a half. So that like that prop bet. That's a fun one. They have total kickoffs in Chiefs Bucks and points for LaMelo Ball. Plus a half on either side of that. Or you can have completions by Tom Brady, points for Paul George. Now those, Ooh, like now those that. kind of prop bets, I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Those are like cross. Which one's going to be more? You got to be real. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be thinking. You got to be thinking. Who's George this, playing? So. Uh, the Kings, the Sacramento Ooh, give me, give me, Kings. Give me, give me, give me George. I'll take Paul George in that. You actually get a half. A, you actually get a half a point in that one. With I Paul like George. that. I'll I'm ready to favorite in that one. In that one. So hey, by the way, yeah, what this was is the, that? What was the yardage for Patrick Mahomes? Three hundred and thirty-one and a half is his total, There's according to Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill. This is Only seven times this year did he did he surpass that number. You you say that as if that's a low number. They play sixteen <laughs> games. He's done it seven times. Yeah, which means like, there were more. Almost, it's almost half. Yeah, almost half though. Are and you including guess, postseason games in that list? No, I didn't include postseason games. Or is it no. just so just regular season? So he's done it seven times so, in sixteen yeah. games. No, eighteen so almost games. Because in, in postseason, he's also underneath that number in both games. Okay, so it's a little bit it's a little bit better. All right, yeah. good, give me the Brady he, stats then, Mister Mister Negative. How many times did Brady go over 306? Hang on a second. I'm looking at something else here. When did he play? It was week 12 against Tampa Bay. Oh, you're for 462 and three touchdowns. Okay, thank you very much. That's why it's 331 and a half. 200 of those came in the first quarter when Todd Bowles was blitzing everybody for no damn reason, putting his his defensive backs on an island. Idiot. Hill had 200 yards in the first damn quarter. He might do that again on Sunday. He might come with pressure again. They have no offensive line, Sean. He might come with more pressure on Sunday. That we'll talk a, more about be a mistake. Tomorrow. Yeah, because now we'll talk more you've still got guys out on an island on Trev- on, on Tyreek. Forget yeah. about that. Forget yeah. no, about it. No, I agree. It. I, I totally understand. Okay. 
So can you give me the, the stats on Tom Brady here to close this show? Yeah, give me a How second. many times oh. he went over 306? What was Tom Brady's number? So it's 306 and a half, and you, and you yelled at me that it was that high, as if I was the one like who set the number. You're like, I'll take the under. yards passing in this game? All right, so 300. The total's 56. It's the highest total in Super Bowl history. What do you, you said, expect? You said, you you said going to run to that number? How much for Brady? 30 what? 306 and a half. One, two, three, okay. four, five, six, seven. Seven times. Okay. He was over it. How about that? So there you go. There yeah. you go. So maybe, maybe, maybe you should, you know, Look in the mirror before you Odds judge. Odds are still in my, my favor if you go by the amount of times he did it. Each each one of them did it this year. All right, wrap, wrap it. Get us out of here, my friend. Get us out. All right, that that always that's going to do it for us here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You can always follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean. By the way, Sean, day seventeen. You're down fifteen pounds. Very proud. Yeah, revitalizeweightloss.com is where you want to go. Revitalizeweightloss.com. Uh, guarantee you'll lose twenty pounds in forty days. I'm only day 17. I'm down 15 already. Uh, you couldn't fit into that shirt last week. So dude, no, I couldn't fit into that shirt last week. I could fit into well, it I wasn't now. just making a joke, but okay, there you go. Yeah, no, legitimately. That's legit. Yeah, this this button up I'm wearing right now, couldn't fit into it two weeks ago. Now look at me rocking it to my meetings today. Uh, RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. It's uh, no shots, no hormones, none of that stuff. It's it's good, natural foods, um, and it's just an awesome program that I'm really enjoying. RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. Yeah, so that's going to do it for us here on the program here on a special Thursday edition. We'll be back tomorrow. Super Bowl, big game preview. We'll get we'll get into it. You'll get our official picks because I, I think we've kind of filibustered long enough on making a pick for this football game. I, I know I've made the, my pick once publicly here throughout this week, and I'm still not really that confident in it. So we'll give you all of that and, and anything else that may happen in the world of sports. We'll get into it tomorrow. So everybody have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.